Welcome to the Happy Win Podcast. You want to improve your self-confidence and better manage stress? You ask yourself questions about your future and your values? You need help motivating yourself, achieving your goals? You like challenges? You are passionate but held back by limited beliefs? This podcast is here to help you shine and surpass yourself. I am Laurence Godefroy, personal and professional coach. And I am convinced that there is a golden nugget hidden in each of us. Passionate about people and project management, I provide a coaching model that's oriented around having a growth mindset. Hi everyone, how are you today? I'm so happy to connect with you again for the 10th episode of Happy Win. Today, I'd like to talk to you about our brain and more precisely about NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. So in this episode, I will focus on NLP, a subject that I discovered a few years ago now thanks to my father. This was for him one of the keys to dealing with stress and managing professional relationships. This episode is the first in a series of three episodes that I will offer you on the brain. I will deal on the first one with NLP, then on anchoring, which is an NLP technique, and visualization. I will dedicate this episode to my father, He encouraged me very early to use tools that allowed me to develop myself with, among others, NLP, meditation and yoga. So, <laughs> what is NLP? What's the point? And how can you actually use it to improve your performance and your communication with others? Associated with NLP, we often hear about anchoring, synchronization, presupposition. How can all these tools help us to transform ourselves and improve our performance? I would like to already clarify the definition of NLP. After, I will offer you some major concepts, and then I will try to help you put all that into practice. This notion is so rich and complex that I will offer you other podcasts later to dive deeper into this subject. Come on, a little definition to start. NLP is an acronym that stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. This brings together three fundamental components of the human experience. The first one is programming, with related to our learning, to our habits, the programmation of our brain. The second is neuro, is to refer to the brain. And the third one is linguistic, to refer for the language. Widely used in coaching by uh, Robert Diltz, he talks about it in his book, Being a Coach. He describes NLP as a very effective set of tools and techniques for coaching. He writes, I quote, its focus on well-articulated goals, its foundation on modeling outstanding, high-performing people, 
and its ability to produce multi-step processes to achieve excellence make NLP one of the most important and powerful resources for coaches. A little bit of history, if you don't mind. <laughs> NLP was developed in the 1970s in the United States by John Grinder, professor of linguistics, and Richard, Richard Brunder, mathematician and psychotherapist. Their postulate was that successful people have identical behavioral patterns. By observing and reproducing these patterns, we can also achieve excellence. It's kind of like the art of using your brain in different ways to, be to get better results. In this sense, NLP is incredibly effective in developing resources, improving physical and intellectual performance, improving concentration, self-confidence, and so on. To pursue, I will try to give you some examples to illustrate NLP via the presuppositions. Well, all that remains a little bit theoretical. So I will illustrate NLP using its presuppositions. A bit like in mathematics, we have axioms in NLP, and so we have presuppositions. It's a bit of an NLP framework. In computer science, we talk about framework, and the models of NLP flow from these presuppositions. I will share the main ones if you want. The first one is, the map is not the territory. Everyone has their own personal representation of the world. This representation is linked to our experience, to our education, to our personal experiences. That's why there are different opinions and points of view, different cards, and there is no one card better than the other. To communicate is to discover the other's card. When you exchange with someone and you don't agree, the challenge is to try to put yourself in their shoes uh, and to understand their motivations, their education, their values, their fears, their driving forces, and to adjust your communication. The second one is the body and the mind interact with each other. This is a bit of the principle of the systemic. Our body and mind interact with each other and influence each other. It's not possible to completely isolate one from the other. A system naturally seeks an optimal state of equilibrium or uh, we can say homeostasis. So we represent a system with a body, with thoughts and emotions, and each part influences the others. Our thoughts influence our emotions, which influence our actions and therefore our results. By changing our thoughts, we change our emotions, which influence our actions and therefore our results. Everything is connected. The third one, behind every behavior, there is a positive intention. 
a person's subconscious always leads them to make the best choice for them. It's therefore interesting to try to understand her motivations for making this choice and especially to let her make her choice. And this is very important in coaching. The fourth it's there are no failures, only feedback. It's very important also this one to learn and to um, try to apply the um, failure culture. So this ties in with uh, episode third of my podcast, the culture of failure, on failure, and the culture we have of it in France. And this presupposition suggests that we consider failures as feedback as a way to improve. The fifth one is we cannot not communicate. Everything we do, including our actions, communicates for us. The nonverbal, for instance, gestures, intonation, smiles, looks, is 80% of our message and verbal is only 20%. The sixth one, The meaning of communications is given by the response we get. For example, when you are overflowing with energy, the positive, your communication will be perceived as such. But the state of the person listening and responding to you will also influence their response. So it's very important to analyze the responses we get in order to reframe, adapt our speech, and if necessary, and optimize our communication. The seventh is a person's behavior is not that person. This presupposition is very interesting in coaching too, to identify blockages and behaviors that don't serve coaches. By then, we can help them detach themselves from their behaviors by taking a step back, by analyzing them to modify them. The eight ones is, at all time, everyone makes the best possible choice based on the information they have. And that's why the basis of coaching is questioning. The best way to help someone is to offer him compassionate questioning and positive reformulation. I am also convinced that everyone has every necessary resources within them. Besides, it's also said that counselors are not payers, you know that. (laughs) And active listening and a positive reformulation are better to help people find the best answer for them. It's much better than an advice. The the ninth one is, uh, it's possible to reproduce the performance of others. And that is really one of the strengths of NLP. The designers of NLP studied the behaviors of excellent therapists. Then they deduced techniques to reproduce their performance and generalize them. The first NLP models involved individuals identified for their talents. First, it was therapists, then inventors. After, it was athletes, managers, artists, students, and even computer scientists. Each model of NLP focused on two aspects. 
The first one is how successful behavior differs from usual behavior. How to isolate the elements which explain the success and which make it possible to reproduce the observed competence. And the second one is to the procedure for transmitting this know-how or this know-how to others. The tense, the more choices, the better. At some point, everyone makes the best possible choice based on their resources and their representation of the world. It's the variety of choices that makes it possible to deal with the complexity of a situation. And when something doesn't work, you have to try something else. Don't we say, I quote, more of the same thing gives more of the same effect. So, if you are unable to achieve your goals, change and try other options. One of the goals of NLP is to give people more options, more choices, more flexibility. We can see it clearly in these presuppositions. We learn to communicate better. We learn to put ourselves in the shoes of others, to open our field of perception, And therefore, we improve our interpersonal relationships. We also analyze our own behavior and transform them to achieve our goals. I've heard some people talk about manipulation, about NLP. Okay, so maybe in some cases it can be. But as with all tools, it all depends on what you want to do. Now, How to use NLP? Depending on the problem you have or the objective you are looking for, try to identify the useful presuppositions. I will share with you the ones that I used regularly. The first one is the map is not the territory. It helps me a lot understand others when our points of view differ. It allows me to take a step back not to come into conflict. The second one I use a lot is body and mind interact with each other. This is a kind of uh, uh, systemic. This is the one I use the most to observe and recondition myself. This ties in with uh, Brooke Castillo's model, you know. Circumstances are neutral. It's our thoughts that generate our emotions, which themselves will push us to action or not, and will generate our results. If a thought doesn't serve me and doesn't help me achieve my goals, I try to turn it into a thought that serves me. I was thus able to work on my limiting beliefs and increase my self-confidence. And the last one I used a lot is the more choices, the better. And more of the same gives more of the same effect. When I can't achieve my goals in water skiing, for example, I change something. Uh, last sum, one uh, of last summer, Amber Frank, the, 19, uh, the 2019 European water skiing vice champion, advised me to get into CrossFit to gain power. And indeed, uh, I tried that and it really helped me find a better balance and better strength on my, uh, on my water ski. It also joins the presupposition it's possible to reproduce the performance of others. 
so not necessarily at these levels of performance, obviously, but model the behaviors of successful people to improve your own performance. Now, how to practice all of this? By rereading them regularly, by appropriating them in a particular case to achieve your goals, by observing their impact on your behavior, on your results, you will find those that help you improve your performance. So now just to sum up, NLP is a very broad subject that I have only approached through presuppositions. This is a very useful set of tools for coaching and for improving performance and communication with others. There are other teams, themes associated with NLP, such as anchoring and reframing that I use for myself and also in coaching. I will tell you about it in a future podcast, I promise. <laughs> and now go, go, go. I wish you to use NLP for better communicate, understand others better, reprogram your thoughts and therefore your results to achieve your goals, reproduce the performance of successful people and crop to find new strategies. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like it, feel free to share it with your friends and to give a five star on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like more information on anything I've said today, you can contact me on www.happywin.fr for personalized coaching to meet your needs. Happiness is a state of mind. La bella vita is my mantra. See you soon for the next podcast. Have a great day and remember, your success is already inside of you. <laughs>